doing three guys in a hothead? No, two guys in a hothead, two guys <laughs> and an Uber driver. There we go. Two guys and a baby maker. Two guys and a baby maker. How many kids are you up to now, Gary? Oh, he's got the... Oh, oh, shit. What's that? <laughs> he's going crazy up in the... What are you doing, man? What are you... Are you going nuts, though? I got good. a few. All right, you have you. All right, so to, tonight on the uh, to, to, today on the program, we're gonna uh, we're gonna break apart uh, a Bengals game. They did they they played the Browns over the weekend. They lost thirty seven thirty four. And then tonight we're gonna go into uh, AHL hockey. We're gonna break down <laughs> AHL hockey tonight. Are we doing that? The fact now, that you know the conference name is first. Disturbing. Okay, look the Fort Wayne Lumberjacks. Are <laughs> pretty impressive. I don't even know. That. I don't even know that's who they are. The Wheeling Nails. That's the Wheeling. Oh. And then the Nailers. Like cliche that. guy. Be quiet. Jerry is cliche guy. Wheeling Nailers, I think, is the name of the team in Wheeling, West Virginia. Hmm. What if you found yourself in a Wheeling Nailers game? I believe I would hang myself. I'm. I'm pretty much going to try and jump on the ice and streak. Wheeling Nailers. What are you right, doing, Jerry? You know it's an audio medium, and you're doing visual jokes, right? <laughs> you're doing jokes to us in the Zoom that nobody can see. We can see it, but you're yeah. trying to cut off your hair. What are you doing? He's an idiot. He's not all there. <laughs> all right. That's what happens when you have five kids. I know, right? I got a few. <laughs> you do have a few children. Jesus Christ. Use those scissors to snip. Um... <laughs> All right, so we'll start here. Bengals over the weekend. They played the Browns. Um, I did not uh, watch the game, but I did watch the review, uh, the 15-minute the thing on YouTube. And my takeaway is that uh, outside of turnovers, a couple of key turnover spots, uh, look, we're in the same place with Joe Burrow, and that is you can see flashes of greatness. You can see flashes of good in Joe Burrow. You can see him threading the needle a couple of times. Uh, Jerry, your thoughts on Joe Burrow's performance this week? Excellent performance. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is definitely um, well ahead of his rookie season. Uh, he's proven to have the moxie as a quarterback um, to be able to somewhat lead this team. And let's, let's face it, I mean, here's another game where they put over 30 points on the board and, and they can't get a win. Uh, you know, I say at least 60 to 70% of the time, if not more, you put 30 points on the board, you're going to get a win in the NFL. So, I mean, there are some positives to take away, but without a doubt, Joe, Joe Burrow is uh, pretty darn good. All right. Michael. In the Super Bowl era, I don't know if you've seen this, the Super Bowl era. How many teams have scored over 30 points and not punted and lost? One team, Cincinnati Bengals, this past week. It's the first time it's ever happened that yeah. scored over 30 points. You did not punt the entire game. Kevin Hubert never seen the field, and you lose the game. Defensively, it's a problem. Anyway, I kind of want to disagree about the uh, Joe Burrow thing because uh, not a great performance. You can't turn the ball over in the red zone. I don't care. Don't tell me he's a rookie. The dude is – he's old. He's an older rookie. He has um, been in two systems. He's not like a second-year sophomore, you know, 
he's a you know he played four years. He was in college for four years. So, so he's a rookie in the NFL. I, no, no, I don't. You still don't turn the ball over in the red zone, Jerry. That's a high school rule. You don't turn the ball over in the. He was not pressured on the play. He rolled to the pocket. He threw the ball to the outside linebacker who jumped up, up, made a good play on the ball. But anyway, he played well. He played well. He played well enough for his team to win the game. However, they were out coached, man. They, I mean, how do you get beat? The same corner got beat on the same defensive call the last two plays of the game. Look, watch the game back. All it is the nine route. The receiver runs straight down the field. No break, just runs a straight line. The DB never turns his hips. He never makes a play on the ball. He never On the touchdown, he didn't even see the ball coming. That's a defensive coaching error. Who's, respond, who's, on this team? who's the head guy on this team? Who's the guy that makes all the, Zach that makes Taylor, all the decisions? Zach Taylor. That's Zach Taylor's defensive coordinating job. Oh. job. Listen, the, the problem's not Joe Burrow. The problem's Zach Taylor. The, pro, the second problem is the coaching staff. And the third problem is the front office. It's time to make a move, fellas. I don't care. You're going to waste away this kid's career. In the NFL, you get four, they say you get a four-year window. A four-year window. This is window number one. He's learning. They're going to get better. Next year is a big step. Next year needs to be a playoff year. Lose. Losing the first round of playoffs acceptable. Three years from – two years from now, his Joe Burrow's third season, they need to be in the AFC Championship game. Hands down. Hands down. And if they're not there – you can look back to this season. You can look back and blame Zach Taylor, hands down. I mean, they've been in these games. They've been in all of these games that they've lost. I mean, they're a one and no, they're a one and five and one team, and they can easily have two or three more wins. But is Joe Burrow losing the game? No, it's the coaching staff. The game plans are losing this game. Third and one, Colts, you run fullback dive with a guy who hasn't ran the ball all year long. The Eagles game, you play prevent defense and you allow Carson Wentz with no receivers, no receivers, go down the field and score a touchdown. Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, you let him march down the field, he throws the same pass two plays in a row, two go routes. You have no pressure on the quarterback. Dude, it's a coaching staff issue. I thought Baker Mayfield looked good. Let's go. You picking up a pass? You picking up a fair? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm picking up a fair. See you, buddy. Have a great day. That's what type of yes, sir, let's go. Did he pay? Did he pay you? Yeah. He paid. Hey, this is the job of an Uber driver, man. Oh. Yeah, did a great job of an Uber driver. Oh my gosh. Hey man, you gotta hey I got I gotta pay for these good looks somehow, Bernie. You Come do, on, man. You are you are a sexy beast. I am you are a pretty good looking guy. Like our all of our thousands of listeners are going to be messaging me trying to ask for secrets on my great looks at forty two. Oh, please you know? send your dick pics. i mean it's just like the same old song to dance with these guys man i mean it's you know it's just it's just the same thing over and over again email address situation mike's dick pics at Mm -hmm. Mm gmail.com well here's the thing before you logged on here mikey bernie was telling a story about how he's trying to watch uh some adult programming today around 5 30 i was that's when I watch the pornography. Oh wow! It's COVID, so it's okay. It's COVID, it's fine. It's fine. We we're allowed to, that we're allowed to go. Time. We're allowed to go there on the podcast. We're allowed to go to. I, like, well, it's a joke. I didn't know we were going to use it on the podcast. I was telling a joke, but okay. Okay, so we're going to talk about like solo entertainment. <laughs> no, it's, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't really want to. It was a joke. No, I get it. Was it. Made. I get it. Yeah. 
th- th- that's a quite interesting conversation. What I is the worst? Some- okay. Uh, what yeah. is the worst time of day to watch pornography? I vote Tuesday night at five o'clock. <laughs> that's a, I think Sunday at noon. When you're Sunday at noon? I think Sundays are, are inbounds. I'm going to go. How about this? I'll do you one better. Wednesday morning, 930. Oh man, I'm gonna go Sunday. Sunday is God's day, man. That's 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 God's day. You're gonna jerk your dong off. You're going to, you're, <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? I mean, you're 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 supposed to be you're supposed to be worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, and instead, you're going to make love to your guy. I mean, I don't know why we have to cross bro. those streams. I, I don't in this I mean, conversation. It is, it is your guy. It is your guy. God's day though, man. I'm, I'm, going, I'm sticking day. with my I guns. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Sunday from 10 to two. Like your, your junk should be off limits. <laughs> so after two, you're good. All junk off after limits. After two, you're fine. I think after two, you're good. I think after two, you're good. There was a now, is that Eastern time? What's that? I tried to call you like at two thirty one Sunday. Now I know why you didn't answer your phone. Hey, here's the thing. Unless you're at your in-laws' house, like celebrating church dinner, and you're sneaking off into the in the in-laws' uh, bathroom to make a little love with yourself because you've been holding holding back all day, I think you're good. I think after two is good. Now, where are you at on uh, now? This weekend we fall back. Is that how's that hour yeah. affected? Is that, a, is that do you have to take the hour or how's that work? No, it's just ten to two, bro. It's just let's not overthink. Whatever, ten to two let's, local let's, time. Ten to two. Yeah. 10 to two you're you're going too deep. You're, it's that cyclone to shirt. I mean, you're going too deep on this. Yeah, I have a cyclone shirt on. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you have. Well, look, we're going to break down AHL hockey coming up. It's got to be more. No, uh, it's got to be more that. entertaining than Bengals conversation. That's what we're doing. We're, That's true. They trade Carlos Dunlap. What they did trade Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, what are they? Are they? What's he's uh, he's complaining on social media. He puts up an ad for his house. I think it's the house that Mike bought. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he, should they trade him? Well, should he yeah, go on the trade should. deadline? If, if you can get uh, if Good you can rate. get Good something rate. for him, I mean, if you if you can get a, a draft pick, uh, seventh round, whatever, I don't care. Um, he's on the backside of his career, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so you explore your options with Carlos Dunlap. All right. Uh, I mean, I think that uh, at this point, it's in my subtraction. Of course, you would love to get something for you. If you come, we're going to stick out five. Okay. We all know how, you know, Mikey likes to count his uh, count his money, count his greenbacks. So if you can't get nothing for him, then just cut his cut his ass and let him bring down some other team. Listen, there's a reason why the Duke's been 13 years, 13 years with the Bengals. He's never been voted voted a captain, ever been voted a captain. So cut his ass. What are you saying? <laughs> I mean, if you, don't, if you don't get nothing for him, yeah, get rid of him. That seems it's, – it's, it's not the cutting part. It's, the, it's just the graphic nature of what you <laughs> – well, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, so as a guy who loves the game of football, like I love the game of football, and to see him on the sideline acting like a big damn baby during cut the game, ass. cut his ass! Seriously, <laughs> get rid of him. 
All right. I mean, <laughs> I like the looser format that we're using, by the way. It's a little the looser this week. I like the looser format that we're using. It, start, it starts with it starts with B Rabbit. You know, you, you, Look, you, you join a the building. Jerry's got a he hoodie gets, on. He's got his hood pulled yeah. up like he's uh, like, like I've been looking for the South podcast Park? all week. Be you know, getting down to some real nitty gritty stuff, and you walk in and you got Slim Shady over here. He looks like he's about to battle DMX. Yeah, he's look like he's about to be out battle DMX and then go make two more babies or something. What the hell? He's probably got no pants on. He's got no hey, pants. Don't on give right it now. to you. We don't give it to you. Hey, okay, so, so you know, interesting topic today. Somebody talked about. Uh, somebody was talking about country and rap music, and I had a young kid say that say that rap music is much more influential on our generation than country music. Yes. I'm not a music guy. You guys are music guys. So I kind of got a little heated with him and said, I kind of disagree because, you know, rap music is all about talking about money you don't have, you know, all these guys that got their bling and all that stuff where country music, you know, the old cliche of your dog, it's not true. It's about things that hit you deep, you know, things that are valuable to you in your life. So I kind of, so I want to step back and hear you guys, like your take on it. What's in our time with social media, and it seems like younger people are more outspoken nowadays. What is more? What is, what has a more influence on our life? You right know, now? Yeah, like right in today's time. Right now. Yeah, Jerry? like today's time, 2020. Hey, James. Um, let's see. I am uh, going to say hip-hop because – Hip hop, okay. Both of the both of the both of the genres, hip hop and country, they're both storytelling uh, genres. You have to, you're telling your story. It's talking about a, a snapshot in life. The country uh, guys snapshot a time. Uh, you know, it's very um, reminiscent. Country is about that time when we went out and we were in my car and we were in the back and we had the beers and we were on the dirt road and we were on the, like, it's very reminiscent with time. Conversely, hip hop tells a story. And a lot of times, yes, you're right. There is a lot of formula to hip hop, but um, you take a guy like Kendrick Lamar, a guy that's telling a story, a guy that's working from experience. I think it's a stronger uh, I think it's a stronger genre. Well, I think it's a, I think it has a stronger influence over people. You take a guy like uh, Kanye West, for example, um, love him or hate him. He's, he's pretty influential when it comes to uh, pop culture. I mean, he's, when he says something, I mean, it's all over the news. It's all over Facebook, social media. Um, when Jason Aldean says something, you don't have the same effect. I, I think that hip hop, rap, I, I do think it has more influence over um, over people. I think that was a good point about country. I think I think country is about having a good time. I think country is about uh, let's just sit back and relax and 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 whatever, drink a beer or make a drink or both of know, them are telling stories. Road. Yeah, yeah. So so what I heard and 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 this was my this is what I told the kid today. So the kid, the two kid, the the two kids I'm talking to were both high school seniors. Uh, one was an African American kid, and the other kid was a you know was a was a white American kid. Um, and obviously the the white kid was talking about oh we love country music, but anyway. So, but they both kind of enjoyed. It was kind of weird how to hear how they enjoyed and respected the other's person opinion. But what I you know kind of what I said and same thing you guys tap on is 
really they're very similar. The yeah, difference very. is obviously is how you grew up and how you were raised. You know, it's a it's a demographic thing. It's um you know a race thing. And not when I say race, it's not meaning not a no, bad thing. No, 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 hip hop, hip hop tells the black story. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's art, it's art through hip hop. And I do, I would argue that country is not as artistic. It's not as, um, I think a, a word to describe that it's not as innovative uh, okay. in, in certain situations. I mean, country, yeah, but- you listen to country, it's, it's kind of all been done to some degree. And then you have a rapper like Eminem that steps out. And then you have a rapper like Kanye West. Then you have, you know, you have your DMX or you might have Ludacris. They're all pretty different from each other. Um, And they're all pretty innovative. And and some are very strong songwriters and they can tell great stories where some just have good beats and and can scream, can bark or something like DMX. You know what I mean? Look, look, it doesn't get any better. Yeah. But okay. So, you know, so the the thing is, is, the, the difference to me, the biggest difference is, is the infighting within the two. Like you don't hear another country artist call out another country artist. Like oh, as, so, a, I mean, as that's but posturing. that happens. I mean, that's posturing for that's, that's image. That's posturing. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why Luke yeah. Bryan isn't calling Blake Shelton names. <laughs> like it's, it's not, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that's posturing, but I don't even think that there's as much of that in hip hop as there once was. You know, I don't think that there, we don't, we have not seen a Tupac Biggie situation in 20 years yeah. in terms of just you know, in terms you know, of the back and forth. And the other thing I want to add is I think, I think with, I think hip hop is very kind of intertwined with sports. And yeah. I think that's a big plus. I think that's a big I plus. Like right. if you go, if you go, not only if you go, like if you, like obviously, you know, your hip hop artists and your athletes are very well connected but when you go to a sports arena or a sporting event you hear like hip-hop and rap music you don't hear country so you don't you know what i'm saying so I, yeah. I think that there's that connection as well all right i think the nba and, and hip-hop and rap music kind of go hand in hand sure. you watch like all-star weekend or something like that i mean it's definitely um but why one is the same. that though well it just what's, lays what's out the on demographics of the NBA? Yeah, what's the on... demographic of the nba yeah it lays out on demographic lines. I mean, it's you can trace everything back to I. You know, I'll talk your arm off about demographics one day, but just trace it all back to who's listening to what and where. That's why I kind of give credit to a guy like Adam Silver. He's been a great commissioner for the NBA because he understands who his audience is. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I think I mean, Adam Silver is super serving an audience, and I think he's doing a really good job doing it. Doing a phenomenal job, and and he's doing a great job of uh, following a guy who did a very good job as well on David Stern. So, all right, guys, I, I think the NBA is in a good place. I think I the NBA is in a good place right now. I think I, I honestly, I mean, I think that the NFL is prone to fall. I think that there is a fall coming for the NFL. I, I they've lived very high on the hog for a long time, and I think. I, look, it's been 20 years of the NFL, and the biggest quarterbacks you got are still Breeze, uh, Brady, and Aaron Rodgers. And I don't I um, think as we come, as we change generations in the NFL, I don't think that there's going to be somebody that rises to that level. And I think that the NFL is – and I'm not saying that tomorrow we're not going to be watching the NFL. I just think that their numbers are going to come back down to earth eventually. Well, I, I think the NFL – I think the problem with the NFL is – 
something that Adam Silver has done a great job of. You know, other than LeBron, the NBA players kind of, you know, they, they definitely came out pretty hard this, you know, and it, you know, because of the George Floyd thing, which, I, you know, I respect 100%, you know, but the NFL was very wishy-washy with how they handled a lot of things. Like, you know, they damned Tim Tebow for taking a knee after a touchdown pass. You know, he, he took a knee a very brief and he did the, did the sign of Christ and they damned him for that, but yet they okayed, you know, at first they damned Colin Kaepernick, but then it was okay to do it. So I think that they, they were too wishy-washy. And I think if they would have kind of taken a step back like the NBA did and said, you know what, you, you are employees of the NBA, but it's okay for you to show how you truly feel in a very respectable manner. And the NFL chose not to do that. The NFL tried to choose sides and make it right or wrong. And the NBA just accepted it. Like they just accepted it. Like Adam Silver and the owners accepted that the players have a voice. And the well, NFL that's the didn't difference. Do that. That's the difference yeah. is the NFL would prefer to be the monolith and the NBA respects the individuality of the people that play in it. LeBron James carries a bigger sword than anybody here. And when LeBron James wants to speak up about that, he has the platform to do it and the sponsorship to do it. And it's, it's a numbers thing. I mean, it's, it's the NFL having so many guys. But can you, you take these interviews that these quarterbacks do, and they're so homogenized and they're so robotic when they talk. Can you see Tom Brady ever standing up for any kind of social cause at all? And the answer is no. It's because yeah. the ones that are successful are the ones that are speaking robotically, and that doesn't, that doesn't work. When things, something happens with George Floyd, you look to the NBA because of their demographic, because of the people that they speak to, and you look to them for some sort of social stance. And I think that's fine. And I think Adam, uh, Adam Silver has done a great job uh, promoting that within his league. And the NFL has bottled it every single time they've been given the opportunity. You can say whatever well, you want to about Colin Kaepernick. They have bungled that every single time they've gotten the opportunity to reset it. But, but, and, but I'm going to disagree with you on something. But that's why we do what we do. But Drew Brees did come out and Tom Brady both came out and talked about you know, taking a knee while the anthem was playing. And Drew Brees simply said, take your knee before or take your knee after. You don't need to do it during. And then everybody, his teammates damned him, the league damned him. People on social media were damning him. Why is it Why is it not okay for Drew Brees to voice his opinion? He's the captain of that team. His players could have held that privately. But instead, it was okay for him to be damned by his own teammates in the league and shunned upon but it's okay for LeBron and the players in the NBA to do what they want to do. And it, it comes down to one thing. It comes down to leadership. It's, it starts with Goodell never taking a stance and saying, you know what, I'm going to support our players over the owners. They all have their opinions. They're allowed to voice that opinion. Goodell's made it black or white, meaning he's made it right or wrong. And Adam mm-hmm. Silver said, what is in your heart and your passion you share well, that's in a respectful yeah. manner? And that's a, that's a, that is a – that's a function of culture. I mean, yeah. I can't answer your question to Drew Brees. I can't answer. All I can say is that when Drew Brees said what Drew Brees said, he he did not. He picked his spot and he picked poorly. And I don't mean his stance. I mean the time that he did it. He decided to say something at a at a time where it was because he had used that. He had that 
opinion prior to that, and we knew that about Drew Brees. But he we shared knew that, that beforehand. That's what he, it just didn't. He shared that beforehand, but it didn't make the media. Yeah, but he, but I'm he saying, voiced it. But he but he voiced it once before. Now it's a did. big deal because he voiced it. But but he has the right to stand up for he, what he wants to. He has the right to do it. I think that it is a question of when you do it is an appropriate time to do it, and he did it inside the weeks following uh, George Floyd. And I, it's not that I. It's not that no, I don't I think he it. should have the opinion. It's I think he picked the wrong space to have the opinion. There are things that you can say and times that you can say them, and there's times where you can't, and you don't say it when the wound is fresh. Yeah, uh, it was bad. It was bad timing, but he he was one of the first. I mean, he came out and said something before LeBron, and a lot of people in the NBA began making their their stands. He was one of the first. Drew Brees was, and he was done for it, and he had to retract his statement. And put out a, a counter statement that I don't think he truly believed in. Mm, it was there, is a, there is a culture war in this country. There is a group that it is. There are there are shirts and skins. I mean, it, it's, it is just as, as opposite as there could be. The two sides of everything, and there are just and it's and it's not even Republican, Democrat, or red or blue. It's it's just there are just two sides to everything, and so. You've got to be cognizant. And it comes, by the way, it comes back to Adam Silver doing a great job with the demographic he has. The reason it is such an easy putt for Adam Silver to look at LeBron James and say, make your statement, is because Adam Silver understands where his bread is buttered and, and looks at LeBron James and trusts LeBron James to speak to that audience because he understands that audience. The difference is the NFL is a much bigger monolith. And they are all things to all people. And when you're bigger and broader, you do ha- you have less room for controversial opinions. And, I'm not trying uh, to change the subject here, but uh, I don't want to change the subject. But I had a quick question for Jerry because of the World Series. You know, could could wrap up here pretty soon. Um, you know, because he's the true baseball lover. You know, he's a baseball coach. His son is and is just ate up with baseball in a good way. Um, the, the ratings are down, and a lot of people say the bubble, but does baseball bounce back from this? Because their ratings are down. Even in the I mean, World I, Series, the ratings are down. You, but you, you pretty much summed it up for me. I mean, I, I, I hope it does. Um, but, again, like, I'm not your casual fan. I mean, I'm, I love baseball. I'm made up with it. So it's kind of hard to ask me because I'm always going to be uh, into it and, and, and excited about it. I don't know, man. I mean, I think baseball – I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. I, hopefully it does bounce back. I think you got to go ahead and, and your young stars like your Mike Trout, um, all those guys like that, Bryce Harper, you, you got to find a way to to make them superstars. You got to get Mike Trout in a bigger market. I mean, he's playing for the Angels and nobody gets to watch him play. He's on the West Coast, nobody gets to watch him. Because he's not very good. Well, they're not, and, and, and by the time you get to watch him, it's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. That's, that's a great question. Baseball, I mean, everybody's down right now. It's COVID, so uh, who knows? Well, I mean, Bernie, Bernie, you're kind of like me. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I know you're not a baseball guy because, you know, you're like me. I I can't sit still for nine innings. I mean, do you think baseball is – Look, baseball has – baseball routinely shuns the things that will move it into the 21st century. Baseball lives on a, a series of rules and practices and things that they did because they did it in 1950 with the Yankees. And until you modernize baseball in a few different ways, uh, until you look at baseball and you say, 
yeah, I think they're going to learn a lot from this COVID bubble, less games in a season thing. We've been saying, or I, I, I think it's been a good idea to cut the number of games in a season. It's 162 games. And the American public doesn't have that attention span. It was invented for a time where you had time to sit and watch 162 games. Who has that kind of time? If you're a mega fan of the Cincinnati Reds or whomever, you just don't have that kind of time and space and bandwidth in your life. And so until they modernize things like their schedule and until they modernize some of the things that they do and some of the ways that they think and the use of technology, they're going to continue to go down that hole because again, they're playing to a demographic. You know, I look, Jerry's little boy is, is, a, is not typical. Kids are not sitting there watching baseball and, and consumed and ate up with it. You know, you don't become a baseball fan until you're 50 unless you're Jerry. Well, and the thing kids. is, I mean, Major League Baseball, they, they have tried some things this COVID season. You know, the doubleheaders are seven innings apiece. And yeah. and when it goes into extra innings, you put a man on second. And, and that, that kind of stuff might stick. I mean, but the, yes, I think the experimentation is good for baseball. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. I think it forced them to think out of the box on a lot of things. And I think that you're going to see that come out of I, baseball needed that baseball needed to be shooken out of its, uh, shaken out of its, um, uh, out of what it is. But I do not like that man on second thing, but I can, we're not going to get into the weeds here, but I don't like that. You yeah. can do that later. Yeah. Two guys in a hothead. Uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right. I think we're done. Is that how we got to end it? We got to end it like that. I mean, I well, I don't. What do you want? Please, it seems like it's like like you're like you're watching porn again. Like oh, just abruptly, got, it's over. Like I, you 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 shot your wad and we're done. You're cleaning up and you're ready to go watch TV. I, here's, here's what I like think. Like here's what I think. I think we should talk about baseball for another thirty minutes. I don't want to talk about. I don't like I don't watching baseball or talking about baseball. Talk about baseball. Hey, one more thing. Who you got? Dodgers mm-hmm. or Rays? Who you got? Race tonight. Tonight, I'm game six. I'm taking a race. Bernie, sure. Why not? I didn't realize it was Dodgers and Rays. Well, Dodgers are up three two, and they, their starting pitcher tonight is kind of garbage. So I'll go with the Rays, and then I'll go with Walker Bueller, bringing home game seven tomorrow night. L.A. Dodgers World Series champions. I'll take that. I'll agree with that. Sure. Sure, says the tough guy in a hoodie. My bad, tough guy. Oh, Sorry. my bad. We didn't talk enough about the Cyclones. My fault. Look, <laughs> look we're going we're gonna to break down Cyclones hockey soon. You just wait. When's Tyler Beer Night? That's all I'm concerned about. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't mind having a uh, a little soccer kind of – I don't want to talk about oh, soccer. Christ, we're not talking about soccer. <laughs> no, this no. guy for real? You shut your no, face. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll be like David Beckham. <laughs> I would like to talk about how soccer is now invading United States sports. Like it's like go to my neighbor across the street. He'll he'll take my spot for soccer. Here uh, here we go. Jesus, stuff. His knees are weak. Arms are sweaty. Hands are sweaty. (laughs) Arms are sweaty. Here we go. Jeez, Pete, and Slim Shitty down there. Exhausting. Exhausting. I mean, I was fine until you said soccer. And I'm, I, I mean, that's what I hate the game. I mean, it's soccer. Soccer is much more exciting than hockey. It's called it's called a spade a spade. Look, how dare you? Number one. Here's the Coach. thing: we should respect the Cyclones. They've won a championship in the last ten years, right? Yeah, true. I don't yeah. even know. Is that right? You don't. But it's do. minor. It's minor league hockey, bro. Doesn't matter. Anybody else? Doesn't matter. 
Anybody else want anything? Dude, dude can, can you tell me who won the JV state championship in basketball? Give us something to hang on to as Cincinnati sports fans. Damn it, if I want to hang on to the Cyclones, oh I'm going to do it. I'd rather you hang on these nuts than hang on the <laughs> – <laughs> Good, come back. Good. Nice retort. You would, you would hang on. You want to hang on Cyclones hockey, and it's not even a national championship. It's not even a world championship. It's like a regional championship. Like you want a regional. Like the Cyclones want a reg, a Midwest regional championship. Yeah, but you keep on saying they won. At least they won. They won. Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! Here we go. It's like saying a fan. I can't even name one player. Of what? One player of what? I said I can't even name one player. I'm not even a fan, but they know how to win. They know how to win. (laughs) It's a winning culture. It's ingrained. (laughs) It's ingrained. All right. Please. Ah. Cliche guy. I swear you stole it. (laughs) Two guys and cliche and a, and a fistful of cliches. You don't live in Wheeling. You live in Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, Sammy. Sammy. Hey, is it weird or is Jerry starting to look like Sam White a little bit? Is it weird? A little bit. No huddle. All right. That's no it, hoodie. guys. Play the All outro right, music. Let's go the hell home. Right. Let's go. All right. We'll talk to you next time. All right. We love you guys. It's been real. Church. Bye. Yeah, yeah.